Hey everybody, thanks for tuning into the podcast version of Local Love. Local Love is also a live show every Tuesday, 9 p.m. Pacific time at echoplexmedia.com slash live. You can also join our chat room at discord.me slash echoplex. Don't forget to follow us on social media for beautiful food and inspiration.
Well, the thing that happened before Local Love sure was something. Anybody, welcome to... Anyway, anyway, everyone, welcome to Local Love. We do this as a live show on Twitch every Tuesday, 9 to 11 p.m. Pacific, beyond in a red light. If you're listening to the podcast version of this or you're watching it on YouTube, head on over to twitch.tv slash echoplexmedia. Give us a follow. Uh, I'm Producer Dave, and you can find me damn near anywhere. Uh, The man with the incredibly colorful and lit up microphone. Hello, folks. This is Juan Maserati out there in Radioland. Um, I'm a keyboard for player for Rebels Camp for those improviders. Also co-host on on Echoplex Media, and um, I'm just glad to be a part of this deal. Okay, and from the Red Room, the undefe- undefeated champion of 2021, talking to dumb people. <laughs> Hi, I'm the Media Wedge. You can find me dunking on dumb people here on Ecoplex Media. And also, I love local music. Let's do it. <laughs> and uh, we, we have an interview guest this evening. This is uh, Ryan. Ryan, want to introduce yourself, tell people where to find your music and all that. Oh, geez. Okay. So I'm Ryan Acosta. If you want any information on me, you can actually go to my website, ryanacosta.com. That's pretty easy to remember. And if you can't, then I can't help you. Um, the man so- with the magic fucking mic. What kind of mic is that? You sound good. <laughs> Uh, this is actually a Loughton, uh, LA-2220. Um, these are made in England. They are, this one is not expensive, but they do make some really expensive mics and they just, even their inexpensive stuff sounds really good. Um, so, but a lot of it's actually the whole setup, my interface. I have some pretty good mic pre's. So anyway, oh, not to bore you, preamp. I don't want to bore everybody with that stuff. Yeah. Oh no, that's the stuff we're here for. I'd take a good preamp <laughs> with a, with a, like a mid range mic over a nice mic into a shitty preamp any day. You know, I, my setup's pretty simple, you know, Mike, and then I have this, uh, audience interface, which are pretty good. Um, also, um, they're, uh, an, uh, an English company. Uh, they make some really, really good mic pre's and they're actually based on their old, uh, the audience, um, console mic pre's that, um, came out were really popular in the nineties, but they're very, they're actually made, uh, to be rather affordable these days. Fucking great. Great. Sorry about the little technical snafu at the beginning. I, I thought I had given the waiting room link and I remembered that I just said fuck it and sent out the main link today. And I'm like, where is he? And I'm like, oh, he's in the party room. Yeah, I actually, I actually logged in early. And I, I saw myself on the stream. I'm thinking, am I not supposed to be here? <laughs> that I'm was. Like, Whoops. Uh... <laughs> I thought it was a, a, a gop grinder page or something like that. Yeah. You know, <laughs> But, uh, I try. Sometimes well. I try to schedule like little fucking bits before other shows, and I just have to remember that I am on a time constraint. That guy did wait. a little bit late, though. I can't wait to watch that, though. I saw it. The guy was just like, "What?" I mean, it's local. <laughs> so, um, so go Ryan, ahead. What Actually, are you your... know what? y'all go ahead. I need a fucking drink after that thing I just watched, and I fucking <laughs> hadn't set up the studio or anything. I was riveted by the stupidity that was happening before. So, y'all talk among yourselves. I'm going to go pour a cocktail. <clears throat> well, I will start then, Ryan. Uh, what is the? Uh, I know that you have solo stuff, but do you, are you in any other? Are you like everybody else in the uh, bands? <laughs> San Jose bands. Who else do you play for? Okay, so um, a couple ye- up until a couple years ago, I, have, I was in a band called Divided by Seven, and uh, we released an album, and then we broke up after that. Actually, I shouldn't say that. So we released an album in, uh, I want to say, November of 2018. And then in the, I want to say it was January of 2019, very soon after that, we uh, played one last show opening up for Metalachi. 
which was actually their second night playing in Santa Cruz um, at Moe's Alley, and it was a, also a sold out show. So, but we were just opening up for them, so it was it was a real treat. And uh, but it was the last, it was a really good last show for that band. And then after that, I started a project um, with a drummer uh, from a, I don't know if you you know this band, uh, Drunk Monk, a local band. Um, anyway, uh, the drummer from Drunk Monk and I started, um, Kevin Clawson. So I think he's listening. He said he was going to listen. So I just want to give him a shout out. Uh, really, really great drummer. We, we started jamming and started working on some material and then the pandemic happened. Mm. And, um, so, cause we had been working for a little bit and, you know, up until early 2020, and then we actually had to halt all of that. So, um, and the name of that project was Echo Fish, but it turned out that we actually can't use that name. So, um, we ended up changing it to just Ryan Acosta Trio. Since I wrote most of the music anyway, so, and even though we're collaborating on stuff, it just kind of made sense because it started off as kind of a solo project. Um, so anyway, flash forward, um, in the last year, I've actually been collaborating with him as well as recording some stuff remotely with a local bassist, uh, uh, I'm totally blanking on his name right now, um, Paul Bautista, who's a really phenomenal bass player. And so he and I just started trading tracks and recording stuff. And so there's some stuff available right now that you can actually check out on my Bandcamp, which is ryanacosta.bandcamp.com. Uh, and uh, so you can go ahead and check that some of that stuff out. But Paul's playing all this stuff on that. The drums are actually virtual drums, uh, even though they don't entirely sound like virtual drums. Uh, but we're going to be doing a full um, band release um, soon-ish. <laughs> so as soon as all the... We're going to replace all the drums with Kevin's playing. So that should be pretty... I, hopefully that'll be done within the next few months. So. I do know that we have some of the divided by seven stuff. I don't know if really? uh, we, yeah. <laughs> I Okay. <laughs> that's cool. So I'm pretty if you sure want to check that stuff out, you can go to uh, that. I believe that's still up on Bandcamp at divided by seven dot bandcamp.com. Oh, I got I I to cut in here. Fucking yeah, Miss, sure. Missy Lopsy Risto. Thanks for fucking gifting a whole bunch of subs in chat again. Jeez. Thank you, Risto. Thank you. You could spend your money anywhere and you choose to spend it here. So I like question your <laughs> everything but thank you thank you i appreciate it i hope you got a baby th no a fucking i don't even know what the news oh tom cruise hope you tom got some cruise. tom cruises <laughs> sorry sorry to interrupt you there oh no thank, thank you we have uh we've got one song by divided by seven i think it's called narrative oh yeah <laughs> we had a video for that one. Oh, do you yeah it's on youtube i think yeah i think we so have the um oh go ahead let's see the video let's see the video one, you turned your camera off. I'm, uh, I'm only in small glimpse. Uh, you only get small glimpses of me in the video playing guitar. The ghost of Juan. Go ahead, Dave. What were you going to say? Oh, we had the rest of the band on. <laughs> you did? Yeah, we had the divided by seven. I think they came on. I I, I don't know if that ever happened because there were only three of us. and I uh, was Maybe not. <laughs> maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Go back and look in the I, local love library. I on, think you, uh, should have, you should have my recent single on your library. I think I submitted that. Oh yeah. We're going to, we're definitely going to, we're definitely going to play some <laughs> tunes here. Oh, we can get to that in a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to play that a little bit later in the interview, but okay. Yeah, let's take a break play and play narrative. a fucking song that you were on. This is divided by seven. This song's called narrative and we'll be right back everybody with Ryan Acosta. Yeah. 
chat like that song. (laughs) I have not listened to that in a long time, actually. That a great bass line. Who plays bass on that? So, interestingly enough, this actually ties in. So, the guitarist from uh, Periscope was the bassist and singer for Divided by Seven. Gotcha. So, a little bit incestuous. Bancestry. San Jose <laughs> Bancestry. Someday we'll have, a, we'll have a website. You had mentioned yeah. a drummer earlier. Have you found a drummer that no one else has found, or is the drummer already spoken for? Oh, no. He, so, uh, <laughs> so he was in the band Drunk Monk, but, you know, um, I, I don't know what's going on with that, but uh, he and I are, have been, you know, collaborating on some stuff for a while. And, you know, the first time we just sat down to jam, it was just instant. We just really clicked and locked in. And uh, yeah, and th- that's very rare that that kind of thing happens, you know, I've, especially with drummers. And I had actually um, auditioned several drummers for that that project um, for months and months. And I, it, but he was the first one that instantly is. So not only did he come in prepared, I sent him a few recordings of, of some stuff I had been working on, but he came in, learned all the songs. He even asked me, okay, what uh, drummers, you know, stylistically did you have in mind? And I mentioned a few, you know, off the top of my head, he came in and got every little nuance of those styles down. I mean, this guy's, I want to say he's like, what, 24, 25, something like that. And just really just incredibly talented. Yes, sir. So don't tell anybody who he is, because then he'll be in like seven other bands. I've already mentioned his name. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> don't post any pictures. <laughs> Facial recognition is getting really good, especially for a drummer that nobody knows about. Oh, shit. Oh, no, no, the guy the guy is phenomenal. And, so you know, when, like well, I said, when you audition yeah, drummers, right. did you audition all six of them? so i'm currently actually in the east bay so i actually uh tried a few east bay drummers and uh oh god that's Mm -hmm. been that was an interesting process there there was one guy i'm not so at the time i was actually teaching i was renting a space at this place i'm not going to say what it was it's this place that had like a teaching area plus had a bunch of rehearsal rooms and so I, I would just randomly run into people who would be rehearsing in these rehearsal studios. And so I ran to this one guy whose name I won't actually mention. And he just seemed really cool. And I said, Hey, do you, you know, I'm looking for a drummer if you want to just jam sometime and came in and it was just kind of a nightmare. And the, <laughs> the whole time I was just trying to teach him how to keep time. Um, oh, <laughs> So that anyway, that was kind of fun. Uh, that, if you're a drummer, you're supposed to come with this feature, right? <laughs> yeah, you would so, think, right? You would think, but anyway, so I'm just like, oh man, I'm like, okay, well, you know, let let's talk. You know, I I just was exhausted after like 20 minutes of trying to jam with the guy. So, but like I said, really nice guy, just you know, not 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 good. So, and anyway, I had, I tried a bunch of other people and it just, you know, and there were a few who were actually really good. It's just a matter of like trying to coordinate schedules and whatnot. So, um, and then there was, there was one guy I was jamming with, um, again, really good drummer. And, um, but it just, it, we just couldn't coordinate. So that didn't work out. And then as soon as Kevin and I, um, he actually hit me up on social media, uh, cause he saw a couple of videos that I had posted or whatever. And he said, Hey man, I really dig what you're doing. I'd love to jam. So, um, I really didn't have to solicit that one. I can't wait for that. That's the best, man. When you build it, they come. I mean, yeah, that's that's good. Uh, you know, there's nothing really wrong with electronic drums, but like for live, having a drummer is superior because, like, the electronic drums are pre-programmed if you don't have a drummer live. So, right, 
And it's, you know, and just the feel it just isn't there. And for me, like, I, I really feel there's a synergy that happens between, you know, me and other musicians. I really, I, and I feed off of that energy and then, you know, and then it just kind of, it's cyclical, you know, they feed off of the energy that I put out. And, um, and I've only had a handful of, of drummers where I really felt like I could bounce off of them and they could bounce off of me and, and we could improvise even around the form of the song. So yeah. pre-programmed so, drums don't have a jam mode. No, absolutely no. not. <laughs> and it, it's and it's harder for me to record, you know, like that. You know, it's it's it ends up being very mechanical. And so, um, you know, the most recent thing that I, I put out there, um, it's not, you know, like I said, it's it's a it's kind of a rough draft, I guess you could say. And I eventually would like to redo it. And you know, but I I also feel that way about half of everything that I do, which is why it takes me so long to put anything out. Because I'm always redoing every every song that I ever record or every song that I write. I just feel like, ah, I, I just need to just destroy this and then start from scratch. Or completely just trash the whole song and then just write something else. <laughs> start over. Redo. Yeah. I, I have hundreds of songs that, you know, just ended up in, in my trash pile. Damn. Yeah, I used to write dance tunes and there's probably thousands of songs like that I, you know, I don't know, I fucking stopped and then I like wasn't meticulous about backup. But I know it's like, you know, you have a name of a song and then you have the name of that song two, name of the song three, name of the song three, mm-hmm. underscore this is the good one, name of the song four, you know, and they're all like project files, dude. It's just like, I just started work like search at some point. At one point, I got kind of bored and I started searching for random words in the name of a project file to like, oh, what was I doing three years ago? So I, I know, I know about the, I know about the, the redoing things mm-hmm. over and over and over again. That's, that's why uh, this is live and we can't actually do that here. So everybody better be good at this. <laughs> right on. I, at the beginning of the pandemic, I, I, or at least since the beginning of the pandemic, I believe I started at least like five or so pro- more projects. I think one of them, I started rock writing a rock opera. I started recording it too. Juan's actually heard some of this. He's actually, I've been sending him like everything that I've recorded. And then a oh, week yeah. later, I, and the week later I, I I'll send him a text and say, you know what? Just forget what you heard. I'm going to throw it out. But what um, you heard. Yeah. But the rock opera is still on the back burner. I intend on finishing that at some point. It's just that I can't sing all the different. Records, <clears throat> can, you know? can, can I, can I, can I speak on the quality of what you send me though? It's sure. amazing stuff. It's amazing music, it really is, and the it's like, um, <clears throat> you know, it, it, I think I when I first you first dropped it on me, I, I recall asking you where at the studio was this recorded at, and you you indicated it was your project studio, man, and, and it was really mind blowing. Well, at the time, I was actually in a different space. I was actually in my old house in the garage. Right, right, right. <laughs> and I, you know, I kind of, it was kind of, I had a room divider, you know, at the back, you know, at the back of the garage, and it was just very much a makeshift, you know, half-ass studio. Dead-ass oh, no. sound, though, probably. <laughs> Absolutely. Amazing sound. It, it was okay. I, uh, this room is actually much better than this, than where I was before. So, you know, I'm actually, it's a lot quieter. You know, the the pandemic kind of pushed a lot of people, like people like you and me had project studios prior but if people during the pandemic wanted to keep presenting their music to people in any sort of meaningful way, it meant they mm-hmm. had to like buy a couple mics and figure out how to, how to broadcast in some kind of quality. And, you know, we've talked about this with everybody and it's like, well, mm-hmm. now all these artists that did that, now they kind of have that tool in their tool belt. 
sounds like you've been producing your music for, you know, since before the pandemic. Clearly you had a, a studio space set up. Yes and no. So like years ago, I'm talking like, you know, around like 2004, 2005, I actually had a really nice studio. And um, <laughs> then I got it in my head that I, you know, I was I was actually recording a lot of garage bands at the time and I got really sick of it. And I just said, you know what? I feel like I'm babysitting. I'd rather just focus on my own project. So I actually sold all of my my recording gear. Um, that wasn't for, the worst time number... to sell all your recording gear, though, because that was like at that point where the value was still high, but everything was about to change dramatically. Right. I think my first interface that I had was a how oh, it was a Digi Double O O. It was a Double O Two. You know, I don't know if you remember that. It was actually like yeah, a Digi design. Like, yeah. Yeah. It was this, uh, this little. Yeah, it was this little pseudo like uh, mixing console. It was like a little mixer with like automated faders and whatnot. And um, it was cool, but it malfunctioned half the time. Yes. But for but for what it was, you know, at the time, it looked really cool. And people would come in like, oh, this is almost a real studio. And I think what changed after what changed after that is like computer horsepower just got so got to be so like there's just like like multi-core processors essentially changed everything. And now, like, you don't have to offload a lot of shit onto, like, a box if you don't want to. Your computer can do it. In fact, if it's just audio, your computer can do it while it's rendering a video, right? And so, like, everything changed once computer power got to the point where, like, here in the studio, like, we're doing audio and video, and I don't have any fucking hardware. I mean, I've I've got a couple, (laughs) I've got Focusrite preamps in in a rack, but other than that, like, I have a MIDI controller. And the computer's doing all of it. And like, that's awesome. You have more than I do. I just have my laptop. And then I also have an external uh, drive that has a terabyte oh. just for, sto- it's just for storage though. I'm, I'm live. Like we're live seven days a week. And like, just like before you got here, I was, I piped a, a media wench in to interview some <clears throat> lunatic and I didn't even, wasn't even on the call. <laughs> and like, wow. but like without like the, you know, the, without the leaps and bounds that have happened in computing power just means you have to have less shit that's connected to your computer to do music on mm-hmm. a computer. All you need is like a preamp basically for each instrument yeah. now, and your computer can handle all of it. And back in the day, My you know, just even 15 years ago, the computers just weren't powerful enough. So people had this sort of, sometimes it was buggy unless they were like, they had a lot of money and it, but it, a lot of the stuff was being offloaded to these pieces of gear. And the pieces mm-hmm. of gear were very expensive. They took up a lot of space and they weren't even black. They were this weird silver color. If you remember, everything was this weird plastic <laughs> silver. Do you remember that? Oh, and blue. <laughs> I remember I the think, ADAT. I think Tascam. Oh, sorry. Go era. ahead. No, I remember the ADAT era when it was just all ADATs that they multi-tracked with. That was some each and that shit. I actually recorded at a studio a few years back that was a, still ADAT. It was um, Terry Carlton's studio. Um, uh bone and knives i think that was the name of it anyway uh yeah that was he he still does adat which actually sounded pretty good yeah surprisingly so it's still around so i take it you during this uh the 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 kind of stay at home orders you've taken it upon yourself to up your production game is what I'm pretty I, mostly out of necessity. So like I, I teach, you know, that's my, my main, you know, day gig, you know, I teach at a school in Palo Alto and they, they immediately put us at, on uh video doing video lessons from home. So luckily I already had a camera. I, I kind of had, I actually had a MacBook that actually crashed during my, it was an old MacBook that I think I bought in 2009. 
and it, I was teaching a group class and it crashed 45 minutes into the hour class and right before the class was supposed to end. And so that's when I realized, okay, I need to, I need to improve all my stuff because you know, what I had was completely outdated and archaic. And I had, I think I had an M audio interface, um, that was okay. The preamps and that were okay for the time period that it came out. I think I also bought that around 2009. Um, but I'm still trying to use, I was still trying to use this thing and all this stuff that was completely outdated and kind of working and trying to do video lessons with stuff that kind of worked. So, um, I had to kind of, I had to up the ante a little bit and didn't really have to spend too much, honestly. You know, I was able to, you know, so anyway, so I kind of did it out of necessity. And then I had my own students outside of the school. And so I had to do everything. I'm teaching like 30 plus students a week, you know, on video. So I have to, you know, and private students. So I had to really, you know, uh, figure out how to streamline everything really, really quickly. I actually, within about two weeks, I kind of, I had my setup pretty solid. <clears throat> I think that the, the one category <clears throat> of people who really have like double done it on the streaming setups and have had the most success are teachers who are musicians or vice versa mm -hmm. because you got to get your streaming shit going now fast yesterday you have students you got to get it going mm -hmm. but then at the same time then while you're doing that, you're like, okay, well, you're seeing everything that's available and you're like, oh, I can upgrade my interface or I can upgrade my mic. And then I can also use it for this other thing. Mm -hmm. And I hope that the, all of that together just like produces a lot, like a bigger variety of um, online streaming from that creativity that'll stick around after like things go back to semi-normal and teachers go mm -hmm. back to a classroom and all that um that Absolutely. they still figure out like you know creative ways to do their own videos and their own content and and, and expand into other areas oh absolutely um you know it, it kind of pushed me to start doing uh uh youtube instructional videos which i'm very slowly putting out um i actually we we had to move um a few weeks ago and so um i did one video what are you even uh, doing here you should be doing that right now <laughs> doing a youtube video oh man i've been editing no my, editing my Oh, editing. <laughs> no. So we, we moved just within the last few weeks. And so I had to set up this room and everything. So I kind of had to put doing videos on hold on hold. Um, but I'm probably going to start doing that within the next week or two. I, I'm, I already, I have tons of material already scripted and everything for that. So, um, yeah. And plus I've been, you know, a lot of it's based on, so I've also worked, been working on a couple of instructional books that I hope to finally actually finish soon. Um, I started one of them about four years ago and kind of just said, okay, this is trash and then revise the whole thing. But, um, the videos are based on that instructional material. So the, the, there's one that's a, just an absolute beginner book. And then there's, I'm actually working on follow-ups to those books to that book. And then there's also one that's just a, what I call, um, Ryan's bag of licks, uh, bag of tricks, licks, which Hi. is just mostly, mostly just like, a, yeah, it's, it's just kind of a lead guitar, you know, um, noodly, um, you know, just a bunch of tricks that I do that I figured, you know, I'm just going to throw that into, you know, uh, an instructional book and then, uh, maybe I'll do some videos. And so I started doing a few videos and hopefully, you know, I'll actually get some followers. I haven't really been pushing for that too much. So, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm a little lazy when it comes to getting stuff done. You know, I, I start a billion projects and then I finish maybe like two. 
And I think no, the I last, in the last year, maybe I, like I said, I've started a bunch of projects and uh, the instructional books are just one little snippet of that. And then the videos, then working on my solo material and then working on a rock opera that's kind of been shoved to the side quite a bit. And then just a billion other things. So hopefully I'll get a little bit more done. I at least release one song. Yeah, I feel you. Like I'm not a musical artist, but I'm an artist artist. And I, I like, I'll start like, like I have, maybe five or six outlines of paintings that I want to do. Like it's all outlined and everything. All I have to do is just paint it. And they've been sitting there for like four months. I'm like, I finished two. (laughs) (laughs) I gave them away. (laughs) So Ryan, why don't you tell us about your new song? What's it, what's it called and what's it about? Oh, okay. Oh man. Oh, that's a whole can of worms. Okay. So the song, (laughs) the song itself is called ready or not. Um, and, uh, I don't know if, do you see it in your, your queue or whatever? Yep. Oh, awesome. Okay. So the song itself with musically, I I don't know, it's, it's kind of all over the place. You know, I did a gig, um, I want to say almost two summers ago. Um, and it was uh, for this thing called sacred art and the guy that, um, asked me to play for it, you know, um, so I, I had done a recording for, uh, to accompany Steely Nash, um and it was a a rendition of leonard cohen's hallelujah but i was doing he wanted me to do kind of a a, almost a gothic blues kind of a thing and i'm like okay i'll experiment with this and he said you know some of your playing reminds me a little bit of you know Hmm. Hmm. did we lose ryan i think we might have lost ryan I thought it was me for a second. I'm like, kind of a thing. Oh, did everybody freeze there for a second? Oh, I think you froze, but yeah. Uh, You, you, you were telling a story about, um, like when you cut off, you were telling a story about having done a track with a steely, steely. Well, I, I I recorded this track. It was supposed to be, um, so she, she was going to be performing this song live and I was asked to create a backing track. Um, and so, and I also performed at the event. I did kind of some, you know, noodly bluesy stuff, you know, as people were walking in, um, I just kind of sat up front with an amp and, you know, I think some people actually stopped to listen to me play. Um, but, uh, so this guy, whoa, nope, you just moved. Okay. Cross <laughs> between Satriani and Tom Morello. And I thought, huh, okay. So anyway, so flash forward, you know, a year and a half or whatever, I started working on this song and I'm messing around with some Rage Against the Machine licks that I'm teaching to one of my students. And then, you know, um, before a lesson, I ended up, um, uh, I ended up uh, kind of coming up with this opening riff and I thought, huh, that's kind of interesting. I'm going to come back to that. And so I just started noodling around, you know, recording it and putting the drum tracks together and everything. And then I sent it to my buddy, Paul, he, recorded his uh, bass parts and I absolutely loved it. And he really made it come alive and he just has so much groove sensibility and very melodic. He's one of the most creative basses I've actually ever um, I've ever recorded with. Um, but uh, the song itself, the lyrics are actually about an ex-girlfriend and it's about, you know, walking in on an ex-girlfriend as she's cheating on you. That's the, that's what the whole song's about. And that, this actually happened. And um so a few oh no seven years ago i want to say but for whatever reason that just i wasn't really thinking about it at the time it's just the 
as I was, you know, working out the song, the words just kind of came to me and I started thinking about that. And I'd never really written an FU song to an ex-girlfriend, but this one was kind of about that. <laughs> yes. Sort of. I'm here for the FU ex-girlfriend song. Well, fucking A, this is Ryan Acosta. The song's called Ready or Not, and we'll be right back.
All right, that was fucking great. Fucking shout out oh, to Alabaster, by the way, in the chat. Alabaster be chopping it up. Jay Renna be chopping it up in the chat. Some local music heads. Mm. Also, Birch Moon Tree would be a local music head if she was around here. Fucking, fucking great. They were talking about Elvis and country music and blues <laughs> and fucking jazz in the chat. So that was that's, that's yeah, pretty yeah. good shit. Now. Oh, thanks, man. That one came out of the gate hot. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I, I, I do wow. want to, I, I do, I, you know, I, part of me really wants to redo some parts of it, but you know, I, I, like I said, I want to redo the drums on that and have, um, uh, I think we're going to be redoing that relatively soon within the next couple of weeks or so. <clears throat> but everything else I'm mostly happy with. I probably would redo the guitar solo about three, four, five, ten, forty times over. But, um, I think I did that. That was like my, I don't know, third take. And so it, it was okay. I did one version of that song before that. And, you know, I just wasn't digging it. Hey, I loved it. I fucking Thanks, loved man. it. So. There's many, many more of those in the project that I'm currently working on. There's, um, I want to say there's, I was going to do a full length album, but I'm kind of, I'm actually going to chop it up into a couple different EPs. I forget yeah. who we on. How, was it first in flight that was just doing singles, or was that a fucking <clears throat> um, <clears throat> a curious quail? I forget which band it was, but they were instead of doing an album, they were like doing singles because so they, they were saying it was like a smaller hype machine than an album, but it was happening ten or twelve times versus just once. So over the course of the year, they were able to <clears throat> kind of keep having these these little instances of hype around their music. I forget who was saying that. But EPs is like a like a halfway between the the full album and the the just releasing singles thing. It's a pretty good idea. Bonus information, Dave. It was both. Uh, uh, First in Flight was releasing singles, and um, Curious Quail did an album called Twelve Months, and it was uh, or something like that. And it was a challenge that they had to re- write, release, and make a music video for uh, one song, one brand new song a month for a year. That's incredible. I believe yeah, we, and they're all very, very good. I believe we've lost Ryan again. I think people's I think people's Wi-Fi is the uh is the, the enemy. Enemy of this show. The enemy of this show, everybody. Oh man. Would you like to play a song and then we will Yeah, we'll probably get Ryan back after this song. We got a new artist called Phases LM. This song is called Mechanical Dogs. I never, ever fucking listen to anything before it comes on the show. And I'm sure it's going to be fabulous because we've never gotten bad music. Strange voices, strange noises from across the yard. of the distant dark Was it a gunshot or explosive or a firework? A siren screams out unspecified alert Here 
That song would be fabulous, but I didn't predict it would be that fabulous. Fucking mechanical dogs, motherfucker. Woo! That was good. Wow, that was awesome. I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's uh, that song is uh, if Tracy could from Campbell could write a fucking banger. Man, that's some old folklore. I'm not even going to tell people who <laughs> Tracy from Campbell is. And fucking don't need to. Fucking Sammy was around; she'd know who uh, Tracy was. <laughs> or Allie Drew. So, Ryan. Yeah, you sorry you, I got booted. Oh, yeah, well, now, you're, now you're back. You, you made us listen to that fucking awesome Mechanical Dog song, so that's great. That's actually, actually great. Um, when, what other artists are you really kind of digging on, either here in San Jose or just kind of oh, more broadly in the oh, Bay man, Area? Yeah. Maybe, not okay. like, maybe not like the usual, like not like our usual fam. Like, who are you, you kind of okay. into right now i'm actually man my my tastes are pretty eclectic but uh one uh there's this uh uh sister blues uh duo that i'm i've been into for a while uh for i would say the last year and a half or so um they're called larkin poe oh, where are they from they are from the atlanta georgia area actually oh, but they any, are really any local good. artists though any local oh, artists local we might artists. not have heard about oh man i've been so out of the loop i have no <laughs> i i really haven't really been uh paying much attention to what's going on locally it, re- recently. And I apologize for that. I just feel like I've been kind of in a bubble. <laughs> Everybody's been in a bubble. It's been the point last year. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. the only Honestly, reason we know about any new bands is because they sent us their music. Cause we do a podcast. 
Right. I, I want to know about new bands that, you know, because honestly, the weird, it, you know, the thing is, the way that I would learn about new bands is, you know, local bands, is I would just go to shows, just go yeah. to a random show and then just show up and say, oh, this band's really awesome. Like, um, so that's how, uh, like one of my favorite local bands is, uh, I don't know if they're even still uh, a thing is Dokoi. Uh, they, uh, uh, power trio, really great guitar player. Um, she plays mostly like, you know, tapping style and, you know, finger style stuff. It's really, really cool. Um, but I don't know if they're still doing a thing. They actually opened up for divided by seven for our album release show, um, a couple years ago. So. But yeah, they were absolutely fantastic. But I found out about them because I was at a show at Art Boutique. And who were they playing with? I think they were playing with the Y-Axes. And uh, God, I can't remember who else. Life-Size Models, maybe? Um, oh, and I thought these guys, Models. Yeah, and I, I thought, okay, these guys are really awesome. I'm going to see if they want to you know, play a show with us. So um, yeah, they were just they were just incredible, and that was that was actually a lot of fun. So they're one of my they're one of my favorite local bands. Yeah. If, they're, if they're still a band, I think they might be disbanded and doing something else now. So, but and I that doesn't mean anything. Satabria and Chris polluted for a while, but then they came back like two years later. <laughs> Better than ever. <laughs> With a band, are they are they back together? Oh I, yeah, I, I, I had no idea. Yeah, that and fucking uh, like chat goes wild anytime we play any satabria songs the fucking little <laughs> groove cat awesome. little groove cat emotes just start showing up and stuff there's this one they got called take my heart that i like i like play disco house so i just speed it up just a little bit and i open up my fucking set with it it's not long really enough fair. but at the end i can like loop i can loop like eight <laughs> bars at the end and it's just got this little hook going over that oh god it's oh, so awesome. good like satabria is so fucking good if they come on here again, all I'm going to do is tell them that their band is really good the whole time. It'll be the worst interview. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, they, those guys are awesome. I would love to see see them play again. Uh, one of the best drummers ever, hands down. Is that Keviano? Yep. Keviano is funny as fuck too. We had them on the fucking podcast, and his friend was on the couch, like when the studio was in my living room, and his friend was like yammering on, and like the mics were on, and, and he's like, "You were on a podcast, bro." Like telling his friend to shut up. It was so funny. <laughs> Everybody got trashed and it, either he doesn't drink that much or he didn't drink that much that night. So by the end of the show, he was like hosting basically Fucking super fun times. Also, apparently a very good drummer. Oh no, I know he's a good drummer. He's on the Satabria songs. Yeah. He's on the dangerous too. Isn't he? Does he drum? For oh yeah. Dangerous? Yeah. He's, he's in the dangerous. Those guys are also mm. awesome. I, I, I keep forgetting about these bands, you know, because I've just been so out of loop, but Oh yeah. Yo, yeah. And Anytime I during I, the day when you're trying to listen to music instead of your Spotify, <clears throat> just go to eplex.xyz and all the fucking music in our libraries on shuffle. And you can even request like your favorite bands and shit. It's dope. Dangerous are awesome. Uh, Anthony, the guitar player from dangerous is really, really awesome. And one of my favorite people like that guy is, you know, just one of my favorite local guitar players, hands down Un and really understated too. Yeah, man, that wasn't the one I remember. Like the, the dangerous came on too. And I don't think any of them seemed understated. They were also drinking. <laughs> no, I just mean that he's, he's as a guitar player, that guy has chops, but you know, I don't think, you know, yeah, he he really he really has a lot of restraint, you know, in his playing, and super super humble guy too. We bring out the worst in people. We don't let anybody be humble on the show. <laughs> <laughs> so, what was the what was the first band you were in, my dude? What was the first band oh, you were in? What God. kind of music was okay. it? And and tell um, a bad story from your first band or a good oh, story. Oh God, but it's always there, a bad story. There's so many stories. So my first like real band when it was when I was in high school, and we changed our name 
constantly. I think one of my favorite names that we had, we were mostly a cover band. And when I was about like 15, 16 and, um, Oh God, we used to play all kinds of covers. Um, I think the, my audition for that band was, uh, uh, I can't remember what song, but it was a journey cover and I had to go in and audition, um, playing this, the solo section. And I nailed, I remember, uh, being really nervous and nailing it note for note though. But, um, but we changed, I think our, our, my favorite name that we had was no exit, which was based, it, it was kind of inspired by a book on existentialism. That's all I remember. Other than that, it was, uh, yeah, it, it was, it was, we were not very good. I will just say that. <laughs> and that lasted all through high school, but that was, that was a lot of fun. And I, I, I actually do miss those guys. I keep in touch with maybe one of them. And I don't think any of them play music anymore either. Actually, no, that's, that's not true. One of them, uh, my buddy, Nathan Hyatt, he still plays some music. So, but really, really great musician. That guy is wicked talented and one, one of the most naturally talented people I know. And I hope he's listening because I'm just, you know. We, we saw a Matt Harrison of Periscope. I like, I, yeah, I like DM'd him. Second. I was like, hey, we're going to bring you in after the next song. And he thought that meant he, he should leave, I think. And he didn't know that our <laughs> shit is fancy. And I can just leave him there waiting and then bring him in whenever I feel like it. Yeah, yeah. Fucking, we got Matt from Periscope coming up next. I fucking hope a couple of his, hope one or more of his uh, band members uh, shows up. But if not, uh, Ryan, you're welcome to stick around. I'll stick around for a couple minutes. You know, I, I gotta, you know, get to bed pretty soon. You know, I'm, I get up super early these days. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, um, <clears throat> but I'll stick around for a little bit. There's got to be a band that you know we have. Oh, fucking plug your plug your stuff again. Where can people find you? Uh, you can go to my website, ryanacosta.com. You can find me on Bandcamp, ryanacosta.bandcamp.com or whatever. Just look up my name. Although I share the same name as a pro baseball player, so I don't know. I might not come up <laughs> at all. You'd be like, dude, 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 you're also like anyway. a dope baseball player. Why are you on here talking about music? <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, ryanacosta.com. Uh, check out his music. And if you're local or uh, fucking now, if you're anywhere, and you're you're fucking you need, know somebody who needs some guitar lessons. This is pretty pretty nice and an engaging guy. Probably good good for guitar lessons. So if there's a, if there's a local band that you are fairly confident that we have, which what, what band do you want to hear? Oh man, um, I would love to hear some Periscope. Or you know what? Who I would love to hear? I would love to hear some Dangerous. Those guys are really awesome. They're they're yeah. Their their album that they put out. What it's been like? What two years? I want to say. Yeah. Something like that. Three. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, that's a, I, I happen to have it on my, my phone. That's a really awesome album. I well, yeah, we're probably going to play a bunch of Periscope when, when we bring Matt onto the overlay. So we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll put off the Periscope a little bit, but, uh, yeah, this is vampire by dangerous. This song is super cool. Fucking big, fucking, uh, big, uh, what would that be? Big, big reggae vibes, but shimmery, like, uh, <laughs> shimmery, like, uh, like, I don't know, like fucking whatever it's shimmery and it's, it's fucking reggae like here's the dangerous this is vampire we'll be right back everybody with uh, an interview with matt from periscope
What's up, man? What up? That was fabulous. I've never heard that before. You never heard the dangerous? I never heard that before. That was great. That's members mm. of Sat- that's members of Satabria. Oh, no wonder it's good. Yeah, yeah. That's shit, right? <laughs> yeah. So, thanks for coming on. I fucking I haven't seen you in like a year and a half because it's been a little over a year of the pandemic, and you moved before that. Um, before we like ask how you're doing and try to figure out how to give you a hug over the internet, can you tell people a little bit about, about your band? And uh, what you got coming up and, you know, oh, all, yeah. all that self-promotion stuff. Yeah, sure, man. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm here. I, t- I, I really wanted my bandmates to be here. It didn't didn't work out. Me and Trevor were going to try to do it from his studio. Um, but he wound up being busy. And then my drummer turns out into a pumpkin early as well. But, um, but yeah, we're Periscope. And, like, we, you know, I haven't been, we haven't put out anything in a long time. The last time that we put anything out was... <clears throat> release show for an album called the tide in 2017 which is crazy to think about but um but yeah i just got back and we finally you know were able to get the ball rolling again and we have a new drummer and new bass player and um we were pretty much ready to put this like to we were gonna start working on the album and ready to put it out within a few months like we had first taking a crack at the tracks like right before the pandemic started right. and then obviously everything got put on hold like it did for everyone right and um i know probably a few months into the in in like we kind of started trying to you know commit to the whole pod thing and trying to like limit exposures outside of the band so that we could work on the album and uh we just you know Kept cranking on it until it was done. Hey, hey yeah, look at that. So yeah, that's the last thing we did. Woo! That's and, so good uh, too because re- you got that song on that fucking last album called Control Image, and that song is fucking amazing. I'm glad you like that. That was actually uh, that's actually off of our first EP, which is like a six track thing when we first started in 2014, and then we did that album that. Uh, Ashley put up there the tide and this new one's like a nine song banger the like new new tracks and looks like a little bit more polished um but really really excited for it i think it's i mean i think you always think like the newest stuff that you've done is like the best stuff that you've done right but but i actually think that you know <laughs> oh you're right the tide isn't <laughs> the tide or i'm sorry uh control images isn't off the tide that's right it's off periscope yeah you guys only have i think the one song off of the title track off of off the tide on yeah, i don't know if i have. ever got you the tracks or cd baby i think last time on your 
like last week, we, you guys kind of touched on that talking with Dan about the whole CD Baby thing. I don't know if that was keeping CD Baby. From being, yeah, that's a bummer. So the, the, we put the tide out on that, and, and that's been kind of a hindrance to getting it streamed elsewhere, honestly. My shit is wow. autographed. I made sure wow. you hey. autographed that. Yeah. The too, not the outside of the case, because I'm smart. So where's, right. the best yeah. people f- where's the best place for people to look for Periscope? Uh, the Tide and uh, the first EP are both on, you know, iTunes and Apple Music and Spotify, uh, major platforms. They are, because we did them, like, on, you know, I think we did one with Disc Makers and we did one with CD Baby. It's, like, really annoying that they're not synced up. And, like, me and Trevor have been working really hard to to get them, like, actually tied to each other. Um, but they'll all have that you know, logo on it and make it pretty easy to find. So that's all out there. And the new album resurfaced will be out on 420 on yeah. all platforms. Yeah. Trevor, uh, we were waiting on, you know, he's got cactus house studios, which is where we recorded the album. It's uh, where they recorded, you know, Ryan's divided by seven uh, stuff. It's he's all the mystery fuse stuff. Uh, his new band, dark satellite. We're trying to get more bands under that umbrella. Um, but the quality has been great. Um, him and Gabe are doing a really good job uh, producing and mixing and mastering everything. And um, so they, we finally kind of want to get everything like vertically integrated where they're set up as a publishing house now. So when the paperwork all went through, it was like the earliest release date was like, okay, well, Resurfaced can be out now on 419. And at that point, it's like... You might as well just say it's out on 420, right? It's like, it's just too close. To, uh, might as it's well. Tuesday. That's the so, traditional release, yeah, 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 right? Yeah, right, right. There's that too. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah. So, if, uh, 420 it comes out, and um, you guys have it all now, uh, although not, in, I think, in the order that it's going to be published in. And then on the 24th, we're doing an online stream show from Arputiki. So, yeah. I'm really, really excited. But yeah, it's going to be our first show on a stage, and like a real stage in like 16 months or something it's just fucking crazy but uh yeah i i can't wait i would at least always go to the uh christmas show that you and sweet hyan relapse did those are my that was like the one show that i looked forward to every fucking year because that's like that's a banger three bill band this is boom 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 badass 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 yeah fun fucking show uh, thank you. Yeah, I really, really, I love that show. I missed that. I hope that we get to do that again this year. Yeah. yeah. So you, we do have this new music from you. Right. Um, would you like to make a request from your newest album? Uh, man. Um, I guess um, Disease is probably, that's the first song on the album when it actually is released, My Disease, and that's probably the one that we people are most familiar with so i might kick it off with that cool uh, this is my disease by periscope this is uh, unreleased you're uh, probably only gonna hear it here unless you're matt's friend matt has a lot of friends right? <laughs> it's the first time it's gonna be out now <laughs> Oh 
Fuck yeah. Mm. Mm. Wow. That's my new favorite song. Thanks, I need dude. To, I need to down I need to have this immediately. That's some of the best vocal work I've heard from you, man. Oh, thank you, bro. Like you're channeling, oh, you, you remind me so much of Jeff Buckley. And I know I've said this dozens <laughs> of times to you and praise, but I swear like your, your tone and your range is like really like your top end of your, your range is really starting to just blossom. It's awesome. And also the melody writing is fantastic. That, that Thanks, shit man. you were doing where it was like walking down the scale or whatever. Oh my God. I love that <laughs> shit. Like it's like a little, like before a change or a breakdown. Like a lot of uh, like a lot of disco music does that, mm. and like like I love that fuck I love that shit. Oh, I love disco. Full Definitely. Respect, man. Thank you. Without a fucking doubt, holding you to your promise that you're playing a birthday show. Of mine. Oh my god! Absolutely. Yeah, I can't wait. And uh, that's gonna be so much fun. Oh my god, that was so fucking good. Thanks. I'm just like, uh, oh my god, that was so yeah. good. You're really excited about it. Um, that was like one of the first ones. That was like one of the first ones we kind of did with the with the new group. You know, um, feels good. Feels good to get oh, the ball rolling shout again. Out, shout out all your bandmates. Yeah. So I mean, you know, Trevor uh, Gabriel is uh, the lead guitar player and the uh, sound engineer and producer of everything. Um, I wish he could have been on here tonight. But, also, uh, a big, good, bit of a shit talker on Facebook. I like him. <laughs> he's even not on facebook anymore these days i don't think he's on the uh on the gram cactus house recording oh okay yeah. Check. No, yeah, no, yeah, I, yeah. okay never mind yeah yeah um <laughs> oh, i think you might be thinking of joe who is my brother and he plays bass uh joe morrow he plays bass in, in my band i play bass in his band too i was just oh, saying in the break that yeah yeah but we put uh we have a group called dead engine that's like him and my other little brother who plays drums, and uh, that's a lot of fun. I, I, I'm really disappointed that I haven't sent you guys tracks for that. That's, I mean, I'm that's really exciting, dis- I'm, I'm really disappointed that we don't have the rest of the tide. I'm really disappointed we don't have like every band who knows music. <laughs> honestly, we love having yeah, fucking music. Well, we we got to work on that. We got to work on 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 it making. Let, it lets us brag. We can be like like right now. We can be like we have over 1,500 songs by local artists, but we'd like to be able to make that brag like 3,000. That'd be a better brag, you know? Yeah. Got to beef that up for sure. And then um, my drummer, my drummer Alan uh, is—he's great. He—he he was gonna be on here, uh, but he had to—he had to go at ten. And then you guys sent me the schedule at five, and he's like, "Ah, well, I can't make it then." So he was gonna be here like nine to ten, but uh, but he's um, it's a little bit of a ghost. He's not out there on the social media so much, but uh, hell of a drummer and a great great dude. So I love that you're wearing a melted state shirt. Oh yeah, yeah man. Shout out to Noah. Yeah, I mean, one of the best uh, San Jose artists for sure, um, and also makes the best T-shirt. <laughs> I got. If you're listening, Noah, I need to know where you get these because everybody has them shirts. Somebody so just so you know, here. Noah's at- no, but these ones. No, he's got. I don't know. His these are. He's got like the tagless real. These like this has been washed a bunch of times. It's still ridiculous and soft. I love it. Ooh. Doesn't get that bacon wrap, you know, thing going on. The oh, gosh, yeah. It's good shit, you know. It's good. Uh, Producer Dave, I do have to jump, but I, did, I just wanted to hear that, and I want to say hi to uh, Matt because it's been a very, very long time. Um, but yeah, I started my new job, job tomorrow, so I got to get the fuck out of here. Um, oh, yeah. <clears throat> but thank you for uh, coming on, both of you. 
and uh, thanks for uh, let me play with crazy people earlier. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> it's so good to see you. So good to see you, Ashley. Thanks for yeah, hanging out. Nice you. Thank you. Yeah. I caught a little bit of the uh, of the interview that she was hosting beforehand, and I was just like, <laughs> "That was a thing, wasn't it?" I was like, "Dude, that was a thing." I was like, "Honestly, I don't know how she even lasted this long." I would have been like, "All right, guys, I'm out." You know, like, so I gotta go pour a drink. I gotta load up the dab. Like, we're out. This guy's crazy as fuck. No, she's pretty good at like getting people to lie instead of like twice or three times and getting pissed off at them. She's good at getting them to lie like seventeen or eighteen times. It's pretty good. It's pretty. It's impressive. <laughs> It really is. I was I was very impressed. Like he was really <laughs> digging himself a deeper hole, and uh, she kept it cool the whole time. Uh, he's not even. Well, no, he's he's the he's the wrongest wrong person we've talked to in a while. But he's certainly not the craziest person we've talked to even in the last three months. Absolutely no. not. That's terrifying. Just, even, just if, if you're here, if you're here listening to this podcast and you're enjoying the local music banter, just fucking pretend like that discussion didn't happen. <laughs> I don't come look at our Twitch channel happening. ever, except for Tuesday. Right. Um, yeah, that'll drive me crazy. <laughs> so, Matt, what what was your first band that you were in? Uh, I mean, my first band, yeah, my first band was my first band was like, uh, like a band called like Bread and Circuses, which is a name I did not come up with and did not care for a whole lot. And we played a couple shows, but uh, first band that I really like played out in the San Jose scene with, um, Bread and Circuses did like an art and wine festival and like a couple other little shows, but more active in Santa Cruz, but the first band that I played with in San Jose was like just turned 21 and uh, it was the Cricket Hats. That was a fun band. And we, we tried to do that. We tried to reset that a little while ago. That was basically with the people, the guys from Mother's Worry, if you ever saw them. Mm -hmm. uh, Hale and Strader. We're like a blues rock band. That was a lot of fun. And Walk Walker was in that band too. If you have uh, Ryan Walker, he plays in like Cisco Wait, Kid. Didn't you play with Alfredo Garcia too? I did. Yeah, I played with him very briefly. <laughs> we never, we never played a show though. That was a you lot know, of fun. I, he and I were in a band together a gazillion years ago. I oh, really. What was the name of that band? My rival son. Oh, nice. I think I have the EP somewhere in here. Or maybe it's something that's right. Wait, I, me, I think just I've based on the that. band name, let me guess the year. My rival son sounds like two thousand three. Close. We started in I think we recorded our first thing in two thousand one or two thousand two, something like that. So yeah. Oh, you were ahead of the curve. <laughs> kind, of, kind of dredge vibes. No, not even. Um, they were very much a Pearl Jam mixture of Pearl Jam and Soundgarden. So they were like kind of like nice. not even relevant. <laughs> uh, no offense to those guys. I, I absolutely, th those guys were amazing and I love playing with Alfredo, but they were kind of like it, about 10 years too late. Nice. Nice. Alfredo was a good drummer. Yeah. Oh, he's fantastic. Uh, we, we I love that guy. Yeah, that was a cool, that was a cool little group. It, it was a weird thing. Like, uh, the lead singer was this guy named Chris. I can't remember his last name, but he was going through some stuff and he, he wasn't that present. And I was like still trying to get the band going. So like we're doing outside stuff, me and Alfredo and uh, this guy named Albert Garcia, who moved to 
uh, Baltimore area and then became like a leading researcher for like uh, use, therapeutic use of psilocybin at like John Hopkins. Well, <laughs> so, um, do you still talk to him? I'd like, like to yeah. interview him. Uh, I, every now and then we interact on social media. He's, he, it's funny. He got linked up with, uh, I have another good friend who, uh, works doing like all the social media and, or just, I think all that media outreach now, like for maps, uh, if you're familiar with them, the, uh, what's the fucking abbreviation? Uh, God, I can't even remember multidisciplinary advancement of psychedelic studies or some, some right. it's, ridiculous. It's it's Santa Cruz, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's funny that they know each other because of their work. But yeah, he was the keyboard player and great guy. Um, and they were fair fun, but we never played a gig. I never turned into anything. Um, but yeah, Cricket Hats was the first band that, uh, first band I played the caravan with. You know, <laughs> I missed that. Is that I just thing saw where the you caravan the opening. Totally. That's exactly like that. Yeah, it was, uh, man, love that place. It'll always be near and dear to me for that reason. You know, I used to want to get the stamp that they, they used to have that moon stamp that they give you. I used to want to get that tattooed. The moon stamp. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's going away. You remember that? Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> I know you know. Yeah, I I remember uh, uh, the bartender. Gosh, I think it was uh, Carl. Mm. He was a pretty cool dude, man. Every time I went there, uh, him and the staff were just like uh, good people. Yeah, they're they're always they're always good people over there. Every every iteration of their staff has been great, you know, top to bottom. Mm-hmm. I just saw that they're reopening. Actually, I think you think like they're like Wednesday through Sunday or Wednesday through Saturday or something like that. You gotta buy food, but I think you can head over there two to ten or something. Yeah, you should play. definitely spend your money there if you're looking for a place to buy yeah. pizza and a yeah. strong drink. Yeah, yeah. Like spend your money over at the caravan. Absolutely. Yeah. If you're back stepped and feeling good, go go do the thing. Go spend money there. Because one day we'll all be packed in there wishing there weren't so many damn people there. One day. I can't wait. I can't wait. Can't wait to feel that way again. Good times. Good times ahead. All right, Matt, we're gonna play another one of your songs. Which one should we play? Um why don't you go ahead and play uh Time Traveler? Is it Time Traveler? Yeah, it's a little change of pace. Fuck yeah, this is Time Traveler by Periscope. And we'll be back in a minute, or several of them.
that was super good. Yes, yes. That was fantastic. Yes. yes. Thank you. Yes, God damn it. Yes. Appreciate it. So on that, Appreciate I actually it. have to sign off, but I wanted to stick around for that song. But man, that again, your your vibrato and some of the nuances <laughs> in your singing are very much Jeff Buckley. So I'm, <laughs> I'm, I, I'm really particularly off of his uh, what would have been his follow up album, um, which was released as uh, Sketches of My Sweetheart, the Drunk. If you've ever listened okay. to it, just the way just the nuances. Yeah, the nuances in your voice just remind me so much of Jeff and his spirit. And I, I don't know. I really dig it. Well, thank you. That's 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 high praise. Thanks. Awesome. Well, I got to log off, guys, but Matt, really oh, awesome. Ryan, on your way out, hit, hit the yes. little button to Good turn to off you, your camera. Ryan, on your way out, hit the little button to turn off your camera. And then, then the, the browser. one in the middle of the thing at the bottom of the screen. Yeah, yeah. A little button okay. to turn off your camera. All right. Anyway, see you guys. See ya. Thanks for Later, bro. Peace, man. Fuck yeah. Ryan Acosta, everybody. Great Ryan guest. Acosta. Nice microphone. Yeah, good dude. Nice microphone. <laughs> nice microphone. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Uh, I was trying to use mine earlier, and I realized, I think, honestly, that the computer microphone sounds better. Yeah, yeah. For an, for an interview, it's fine. If you were on here watching videos yeah. about cults with us, you'd need something a little better. But for an interview, it's fine. This isn't really even an interview. Sure. We're just kicking it. It's fucking good to see you, man. Fuck. It's good to yeah, see dude. you, too, dude. I know. I can't wait till we can like, actually hang out, which is like, hopefully on the horizon at some point. Seems like it. Do you guys? Seems like it, but we are the we are the people we are, and we may sm- snatch defeat from the jaws of victory at the very end again. But I, I just, I'm, I'm like dying, like to play, like for people. Like I'm not in a band, but a DJ. I'm like, I like, am missing that like adrenaline rush of the last minute. Oh, the bike party DJ canceled, and you go out there, and maybe it's the winner, but then there's only fifteen hundred people there. But 300 of them are dancing and like holding hands and shit. And you just can't, you can't replicate that experience, you know, for somebody in a band, it's a, it's a packed room and everybody's having a great time and you can't really get to the bar because people are dancing in front of the bar. And like, it's just a, some, it's a bad scene for anybody who's not there for the music, but you just can't replicate that. Like, okay. Like to some degree, like my ego is satisfied by doing Twitch, like sometimes late at night. Like I'll be the the last man standing and there'll be like a bunch of people here and the chat's rolling, but it's sure. you, but none of us have had that. And like, I feel like, like <clears throat> the three of us are entertainers and we, we like need it. And it's like, it's like a little bit hard and I fucking, I just, I just hope, I hope fucking people don't fuck it up, man. Same. Yeah. That's, that's where I'm at too is, um, just trying to be responsible to, to see this through the right way because it's like you said you like just don't you know after going this long you know it's been it's been 16 months since we've played any kind of show you know what i mean like and, and so i can't you know to, to be to be at this stage here and like feel like within maybe Four to six months, if we're lucky, there's some kind of show thing happening with some something close to. I mean, even if it's a little bit reduced capacity or more outdoor stuff or whatever. I don't. I don't know, but it just. Uh, I can't go through that again. <laughs> I really don't want to. I mean, I can. You know, my my. Uh, I'd like to think I have the spirit to to resolve through it, but. Uh, 
but it was hard, man. You know, like it was really hard. You know, when I moved to, I moved to Long Beach and Periscope went on, on hiatus for a little over a year. And I came back and played some shows by myself. And, uh, and it had been a year since I played a show then. And I told myself that I was never going to do that again. Like I was never going to let myself go another year without playing, you know? <laughs> and then, you know, I know that there's bigger problems obviously, but, um, right. yeah, man, it's, it's real rough. Like, you know, like <clears throat> some of the people, like the people I noticed who were pretty good at like, almost like streaming through it in a way, uh, Brendan Getzel, mm-hmm. uh, works with cat Robo show, but also Sakura, uh, Nihal mm-hmm. and Austin like streamed right through it. But yeah. Like, like, I don't know, not, uh, I don't know. Not everybody gets like a bunch of people watching them when they stream. So like what, you know, whereas if the show's at a bar, like the other bands supporting them and like, it's, it's just everything. It's just, it, it's just real hard. Yeah. It just doesn't do it the same. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know that. I, I think it's great. People who are able to do that, you know, we had, uh, we have the technology to do that. Periscope could oh, do good, that. Good. You know, uh, we, we great. Now we've just booked you for our 420 show. Great, fantastic! It's your album release date anyway. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But if you guys feel like streaming yeah. a few songs, hit us up. Yeah, I mean, you know, for for us, it was just like, um, you know, like we did we did that string concert for that memorial for Dominic Miranda. You know, when he, he passed. Yeah, him and a few members of Record Winner, unfortunately. Um, is a great band that I don't know. If, I don't know how to get the tracks to you. We should, you guys should have that their stuff on there. They're, they're, I mean, yeah, you should tell all these band. cool people that you know about us. <clears throat> Just tell them to yeah. only tune in on Tuesday night and to leave at about eleven thirty. Right, but I mean, it seemed like with with that kind of stuff, with like the stream shows, um, you know, we wanted to do it. We just did it live and then released it later. Like, you know, we, it was all one pass and everything, but it just sounded better that way. We thought, you know, that way there was like no potential for hiccups. There was, it was a little bit more interesting than a single camera angle. You know, I don't know. That was that, you know, we, we released videos and stuff through it, uh, the pandemic and got some attention doing that and like kind of kept people in, in, uh, in the loop on some of these new tracks that are on this record, you know, um, just doing live versions in the studio that way, but I don't know. It just seemed like the production value was a little bit better. So, um, stream show thing is kind of weird and awkward. I feel like sometimes, but oh, it is. <laughs> like yeah. it's, it's it's not hard to like do a talk show streaming. I've been doing it for a long time, but like like DJing streaming, even if there's like a few hundred people watching me DJ, it's like okay, cool. You know, mm-hmm. the little number says a hundred. It's not like the same as like people in front of you. It's, it's weird. I know. I would feel more comfortable with people in front of me, honestly. <laughs> I'd feel more comfortable with like seven people in front of me in a big space than like, <clears throat> I feel like if I start like rocking out in the studio while I'm playing and there's nobody here, I just imagine how silly that I must look. Right. I, that's part of what I'm really looking forward to that art boutique show is just to be able to play on a real stage and, you know, at least for the play for the gang over there, that'll be a good time. Um, I'm going to be in the chat. Be, I'm going to be throwing bombs. Yeah, that'll be good. I saw you guys' interview last week. That was, uh, that was great. That was pretty insightful. Some of the, some of the stuff that Dan had to say about all that. Yeah, 
Dan's a pretty nice guy. I'd never really talked to him much before, so it was, it was good to talk to that's him. Good, dude. Yeah, that's good, dude. So I want to keep but playing your music, fun. actually. I know that. Let's do that. And, and you've been listening to it for the last, I don't know, however long. But uh, I, I try to take a break for the last couple of months, so. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to pick one this time, if that's okay. Please, take a shot. Do I it. Like, uh, I like the name Honeymooning. All right. This is Honeymooning. This is by Periscope. And uh, we'll be back in a few minutes. Fucking tell a friend, share the stream, local love.
Pat likes how crunchy that song is. Mm. Crunchy. Mm. Crunchy. Fire. Renna. Renna, Renna, you should jump in, man. Jump, jump in on the panel, man. Jump in on the panel, John Renna. It's been a long time since I've seen you. Yeah, yeah. Come, come hang out if you can. We'd love to have you. Come. Come join us. That song was dope. Like it was like three like completely like just distinct sounds that you we've gotten so far. Two by your choice, and then one by me picking this one. This one is more um, sort of like what we're used to from Periscope. Like Got the, the, the kind of kind of heavy guitars and and like wailing lyrics. That that was some good shit. Good, I'm glad. Yeah, I like that song. I've been thinking about it a lot recently, honestly. But, you, don't, uh, you don't say. You spent like the last how long making sure it sounded right you've been thinking about it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, just uh, lyrically, it's it's been present. Sometimes you, you, you come back to your own songs like that. I don't know. A wild John Renna is about to appear. Oh, yeah. I look forward to that. A couple minutes. Juan, what did you I, think of that tune we just heard? I loved it. I fucking loved it. Very melodic. Very at the same time, you know, uh, kind of a rock, classic rock feel. And of course, you know, the fucking vocals. God damn it. Really good. Really good. The fucking vocals. Yeah. Also, Juan, I have an important, like, a philosophical question to ask you. Sure. How high are you right now? I would say I'm pretty, pretty up there right now. <laughs> Can we get much higher? <laughs> so high. Hey, but you know what? I, I'm, I'm, I know that by being high, you know, or, or you know, getting there, it's like it, you may not be your sharpest, and thus, you know, <laughs> you come off like a, a moron and shit. But honestly. Um, I I like to trade off. <laughs> and Juan's like, Juan's like if you're here in an hour and a half. Dave's been drinking vodka, and I've just been smoking weed. Who do you think's going to be more comprehensible? Right, for sure. I'm just saying, you know, I'm going to let Matt, people what are you drinking who are on? not as high as me take, do their thing. That's what I'm saying. Uh, I'm just drinking this like red blend, like this uh, our daily red. This is like a plug now. Yeah, it's a plug, of course. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yes. Sponsor me. Get me drunk for free, please. Or, you know, not for free. I'll plug you on podcasts that, that 15 people at a time listen to. Or whatever. Do, you, do you know what happened around here? Yeah, if, like Amsterdam or like Sky Vodka or Kettle One gave me like all the vodka I could drink in $10,000 a month to produce a show. What would happen is I would drink like $100,000 worth of their vodka in like a few months. <laughs> And then they stop sponsoring me. <laughs> they, they, they stop sponsoring you when you died of alcohol poisoning. <laughs> or that'd be me, I guess. Just like an endless supply. Tell us something about your uh, your 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 wine palate. You seem to have a, a very deep love of of the the beverage. <laughs> uh, Again, is it because I want a philosophical the, question. How, how high are you right now? <laughs> yeah. I do have a deep love of the beverage. It's uh, developed quite an affinity for it. Um, you know, I drink it and it makes me feel good. Um, 
but no, I don't, I, you know, I like, uh, I, I stick to reds mostly and that's pretty much where the preferences start and stop, you know, I don't like them too dry, you know, and it's smoother, smoother red is nice, but, uh, the red. yeah, yeah. When you go to the, finding the bar, that, what's your, what's your drink? Probably not um, a red wine. No, no, it isn't. Uh, I it used to be it used to just be like bullet, honestly, on like the rocks. But uh, now, you know, uh, I tended to do a lot of that vodka soda thing. You I know, do, I do a lot of vodka tonic when I'm out. Yeah, yeah, less hangover. Mm-hmm. Right, that was it. You know. Uh, at some point, even though I always preferred whiskey, uh, at some point, uh, it didn't treat me so good anymore. You know, definitely Juan, was Juan, more prone if, to the hangover. If you go to show right now, what's, what are you, what are you getting at the bar? Um, probably just, uh, cause like hug the bartender and be like, I don't even know you, but I've missed you. I'll probably just get myself a beer, you know, you got a preference? Bye. Hey, you know what? Um, a Corona is good. There you go. If if I start drinking you at know, two p.m., it's I'll Corona and lime, or I'm not going to make it. Yeah, Medela first, Corona second. There you go. There you go. Old standbys. But um, no, I just, man, I, I'm just saying. You know, I, I I concur with you, man. I missed the the live, seeing the live shows, seeing the people attend, and you know, all the action near the bar where people are just getting their drinks and just interacting and all that. that that's, um, you know, those are the things I miss. And I'm hoping that soon, um, soon we'll get back to that structure. At least some, some, something close to that. How it used to be. Have you been mm-hmm. playing with the camp? Yes. Yes. We, ha- we haven't been, uh, uh, having jam sessions because we were complying with the pandemic thing. Course. But um, we're hoping to, uh, at some point, reassemble, start doing some jams again. Awesome. Um, so we're just we're all just uh, hanging in there and trying to get through this pandemic thing. But yeah. um, I hear it's going to open up a little bit more come June. I don't know how long it's going to flow, but. Uh, or, or what kind of opportunities will be available for artists and all that. But um, I'm hoping that um, maybe there'll be, I don't know. What, what's your thought? Like if, um, if you're, if, if, if being outdoors is still limited or you, you're still having to show up in limited numbers when, when an artist is doing a performance, would people go out to attend that limited seating show? You know, would they, would they, would they pay knowing that that you know hey this is a very special night that's happening in light of of what we're uh seeing around us i i think if i think if the experience can be curated properly then yeah i mean you know if the venue is right and you can create a, a decent experience and you can kind of make maybe some socially distant pods or something like that like people are probably pretty starved for that kind of thing i would imagine but I don't know. You'd have to really do it right, though. You'd have to be able to deliver that, and you'd have to be able to promise that somehow. 
I think I think here in the, I think here in the Bay Area, the Canary and the coal mine on that is literally going to be bike party. Yeah, because that's outdoors. If you're in the East Bay, you're in San Francisco, you're in the South Bay. Fucking thousands of people go to that, right? And so if right. they like open it up and the official bike party organizations have an event and everything seems fine, I think that's like a good sign for the future. But it could also be a super spreader event. So who knows? Seems like even venues already are starting to do some outdoor stuff. Like I was seeing, you know, like, uh, you know, there's bands out here in Oakland that are starting to be able to play on the street and stuff like, um, to, to the patio kind of, uh, we should have gone like street party status immediately, like masks and street parties. Cause I think like, it would have like let off a little bit of steam. I don't know, but I would love to, but honestly, I mean, like, I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not trying to be a part of like a spreader event or anything. I feel like maybe, I don't know, maybe in a month or two when there's like a higher percentage of people that, uh, have had yeah, at least their first dose of the vaccine. I don't know. Yeah. I don't want to force that on anybody, but you know, Oh, everybody in this band believes in science. So the, va- the, the vaccine's a whole other can of worms. We spend a lot of time talking about that yeah. on here. And I'm like really afraid yeah. that we're going to hit like 65 or 63% or some shit. And it's just going to level <laughs> off. Yeah, I know. I'm so terrified of that. That's, um, that's also what, yeah. Like I know like, that this isn't that podcast, but <laughs> no, no, but I mean like, well, that, but that's bad for music, right? That's bad for like yeah, entertainment exactly. and fucking people who make their living at Dude. places where people gather. So like it like ties yeah. in a little bit. But yeah, it's like a right. whole different show. But yeah, like like what happens to music then? If like sixty four and a half percent of people get vaccinated, then it just stops because of I don't know Facebook groups or like mom groups somewhere or like then what do we do? I don't know. My friend Mr. Really Brandon has a plan for that, but you, nobody else is going to like it. <laughs> <laughs> he has a plan that I can't even fucking talk about on Twitch, man. Fuck. He's like, no, here's what yeah. we're going to do. I'm like, whoa, dude. <laughs> mandatory shit. But hopefully, yeah. hopefully I'm wrong, and hopefully like, we get there. That'd be great. I think, I think California, at the very least, I think like you know, we should probably be we I think the cities, the cities will the cities get there. should be good. We'll be good to go. There's a lot of engineers Soon. around here, and like, sure, they like ruined nightlife by making sure it was all men. But on the flip side, I think they're all going to get the vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> we can go out and go back to Man Jose, and then be back to complaining about that, right? Well, with San Jose in particular, I mean, you know, half of downtown is Google employees pretty soon, so you know, I'm sure that they're all uh, encouraged to get it. Um, I know that they're encouraged to get it. I know people who work for them. So you know. even a pandemic couldn't keep Google from taking over downtown San Jose. <laughs> <laughs> if anything, it made it easier. Unfortunately, you know, You're like, like I have a gig that, and oh, it's man. at Google Building Seven, <laughs> Suite Fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, that's what it's gonna be like, dude. We're gonna that's gonna be on the bill, you know. <laughs> Yeah, dressed like that. Oh, God. San Jose is so fucked. San Jose has no idea We're what the fuck's going on. They, they like, they <laughs> fucked everything up. There's like a lot of people here. 
Some of them are even it's cool, been... and now you've just you've just discouraged all of them for engaging in entertaining activities. It's been fucked. It's totally been fucked. Um, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess I hope with the way that the pandemic has shaped out remote work that the people who are actually populate it will be more the people who are local or the people who want to be local at the very least. But who the fuck knows? I don't know. That's that's a that's a whole different thing, man. You know, like I don't know. I don't know if I'll be able to stay here for that reason. You know, like you know, we've had conversations about that. You know, amongst the band. Um, just as far as like sustainability, you know, sad, but that's the reality. Um, hopefully that won't be the case. Hopefully, you know, everything will come roaring back and there'll be a whole new, uh, economy for artists in, in a, but you know, I can hold my breath either, I guess. So Ryan Acosta music, our guest from earlier, uh, just followed us on Twitch and he got a kitty for that. So thank you for following us, I guess. Don't come back on the other nights. Yeah. <laughs> the viewer number may be higher, but that doesn't mean that good things are happening here. <laughs> Gentlemen, I'll be right back. I'm just gonna, you know, um, check on something. Oh yeah, just turn off your camera, and then you disappear okay, cool. from the overlay. Boom! Look at that. Now, now it's boom. Now it's all Matt. It's you. It's you and me. We're finally alone. Now I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> That's what we shoot for. So, hey, we've got a couple minutes left on the show. Um, we're going to mm -hmm. talk about some other stuff and probably go a little bit long, but where can people find your band? Like, where do you want them to go? Uh, I would go to cactushouserecording.com, uh, honestly. Check out the merch there. Um, or, um, you know, that's where most of our merchandise and um, we're, we're getting ready to set up artist profiles for all the studio bands there so pretty soon i'll have a url but uh beyond that just look it up on you know spotify or itunes and uh listen to those albums that are on there and pretty soon resurface will be out there on 420 don't get don't get too high and forget can't no the <laughs> the album will still be there on 421 you can get too high and forget and just make sure you go buy that's, the album on the, the 21st it's <laughs> true <laughs> the beauty of the cloud yeah yeah it's it's important to it's important to have a little perspective and let people have a little bit of fun that's true that's so true. we're not like out of here out of here but th this is the end of the podcast that we're going to release mm -hmm. um i'm going to end it with one of your songs uh it can be any any of the songs from the new album or uh something from that you've given us before it's it, you have to pick it and we'll take a little break uh, and we'll come back with the i don't know okay. part of the after show I'd play. I'd like to do uh, on the run. That's probably like my favorite track off the album. That's like on me and Joe. Yeah, that's me and Joe singing together a little bit more, and that's uh, that's always good times. You had a, you had a favorite, and you didn't even tell us till now. Well, you can't just give <laughs> it away. But... Fucking a. All right, we'll but be I right think back. That's everybody, the universal favorite in the band. We'll be right back with the with the post game of the show. This is uh, on the run by Periscope. Thanks for having me. Oh yeah, stick around. Yeah.